0: Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Liberty Station, and uh, I'm your host, Rob McCoy, Pastor Rob, and to my left is Super Bryce Eddy, channeling Ed McMahon. Uh, liberty Station, just so you guys know, the reason why we call it Liberty Station is liberty is doing what's right, freedom is having choices, so you come to Liberty Station to board the freedom train. Boom, there mm-hmm. you go. a uh, Long introduction, but... You got to do it every time because we're contending for liberty and liberty is not man's idea. It's God's idea. And one of the greatest stalwarts and champions of liberty in California is my dear friend and tireless worker for liberty, um, faithful advocate for liberty. I I don't think this woman ever sleeps. She probably does, but... uh, I've never, yeah, she just never seems tired. She's amazing. <laughs> I call her hummingbird because she just goes everywhere quickly and always gets stuff done. And uh, that is not only my, she's not only my friend, she's my mentor. I ran for office because of her inspiration and encouragement. And I want to welcome to the program Senator Shannon Grove. Welcome, Shannon.
1: Hey, Rob, how are you?
0: I'm well, I'm well. I'm, I'm, I can't think of a better person to have on the program because uh, I, I was in North Carolina I went to go fill up my rental car. I was, I was, you know, the prices are still high, but they are like uh, a buck fifty cheaper in North Carolina, and I'm looking, going, why is California the most expensive place in America to buy gasoline? I mean, maybe, maybe New York. I don't know. I don't think any place is higher, and I've seen it as high as seven bucks a gallon in Beverly Hills, and if I'm not mistaken, a dollar twenty of what we're paying is all government taxes and and fees is that
1: correct yes so a dollar twenty a gallon is government fees and taxes 51 cents is like California's tax then you have the federal tax and then you have the cap and trade fee and the underground storage fee and um, it's it's all pretty much taxes and immediately if the governor would just suspend those taxes uh, which he can suspend he can't suspend the federal one but he could take a dollar a gallon off of our Um, price per gallon instantaneously because you know he still is um king newsom right executive authority executive power so he can he he can shut
0: churches he can shut churches but he doesn't he should be able to do anything he wants according to him he doesn't take a dollar off
1: he can he can and if he chose to he could immediately just sign his little name and we would pay a dollar less a gallon at the um gas pump tomorrow if he did it today
0: that, for most folks, uh, just a fill-up, that, that constitutes two hours of work for the job that they have.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's massive. Yeah. And uh, for, for every one of those dollars that's going into that gas tank, it's not going somewhere else. Now, you represent basically uh,
0: the, uh, the oil hotspot of California, your Bakersfield. and yes. And we've got, we've got oil in this state, and we're bringing our oil in from Russia. And I, I may I read this letter that you sent to the governor. Would you be okay with that? I sure. love it, by the way. All right, folks, you got to you, you got to hear this. Uh, and you, at one point, you went directly into the governor's office because you were the Senate Minority Leader, um, yes. and 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 you've worked closely with the governor. You know him. You pray for him. Uh, you have a heart for him, and um, and you don't pull punches, but you do it in a tender way. You're like an iron fist in a velvet glove. <laughs> L- listen to this letter she wrote to the governor. Uh, Dear Governor Newsom, this morning President Joe Biden announced that the United States will stop importing Russian oil and gas in response to the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. I applaud this action, which will have the strong support of American outraged by continued Russian atrocities. You, too, have quickly responded to Russia's invasion by directing state agencies and departments to ensure their contractors are complying with the economic sanctions imposed by the federal government This action followed your call uh, for the state pension funds to halt their flow of money from the state of Russia uh, to the ban uh, purchase of Russian debt. You are to be commended for this strong action. So you start with a positive, well done, and here we go. (laughs) However, the state currently imports around 50,000 barrels of oil a day from Russia. That source will need to be made up somewhere the state has two options. One option is to increase the amount of oil it imports from other foreign countries. California currently gets about 60% of its oil from Ecuador, Saudi Arabia, and Iraq. Ecuador is actively engaged in clear-cutting the Amazon rainforest to accommodate California's demand for oil, while Saudi Arabia and Iraq are responsible for widespread human rights violations. Well done. Yeah. Governor, uh, California has another option that will create jobs and help secure our energy future. You can today expedite the more than 1,000 permits for expanded drilling and new projects awaiting approval by your administration. Those projects would add thousands of new oil wells, create good paying jobs for Californians and approving them would send a message that California's energy security will not be a victim to foreign regimes that are incompatible with our freedoms. The answer to this question is is a simple one. It makes no sense for California to increase our oil imports from these disagreeable countries when the solution is right here at home. I implore you to support our in-state uh, producers who can quickly, quickly ramp up local production if permits would be uh, processed in a timely manner. I ask that you take a whole, a bold stand on this issue, send a clear message to Putin and other corrupt foreign regimes, and support California's energy security. Sincerely, Shannon Grove, Senator, 16th District, you go girl. Wow. Wow. Boom.
2: Well done. (laughs) Did he respond?
1: Uh, No, he has not responded. He did say he would support the suspension of the gas tax that was going through the assembly just last week. But again, um, he made a comment that he was kind of sad that that bill failed because it didn't have one Democrat vote to reduce the gas tax by, or reduce the price per gallon by at least 51 cents, which is the state gas tax. So, um, he did say he was sorry that that failed, and then that's when I came up with the reply that you know he has emergency executive authority; he can just sign off on that and instantly take a dollar uh, and one cent a gallon off of the price of gas tax immediately. When you look at the importation of Russian oil, you know that's uh, you know that's 15 million barrels a year that we import from Russia. That's California taxpayer dollars going to support what what Putin is doing. Um, to the Ukrainian people. And so it's yeah. uh, very sad that we're funding part of that uh, invasion. Yeah. So we can produce it here. We can produce it cost-effectively here. And uh, But the governor is looking at Venezuela and Ecuador to increase their oil output. Venezuela. Up. Venezuela, yes, well, wow. dictators starving his people, and Gavin Newsom is looking to Venezuela to try to help that supply. We can produce it right here in California. Kern County produces about seventy percent of the state's uh, fossil fuel or oil and gas uh, product that we put out, and it stays right here in California. California refiners, and it goes right into California gas tanks. But the governor's sitting on about a thousand permits. Uh, he's denied due process, which we as the oil producing county is entitled to because they filled out their application. And I don't think anybody's even thinking about it in this way. Rob, I know you probably you'll get this. But so they apply for a permit. They fill out all the paperwork and the permit doesn't get a denial or an approval. It just it's an sits inbox. Jim. Yeah. It just sits at Cal Gym for now going on four years for UIC permits.
0: Yep. Un- unbelievable unbelievable and and yet uh, you know they they tout themselves as environmentally minded while we destroy the Amazon rainforest uh, we we enrich a dictator who uh, enslaves his people it was the fourth largest economy in the Western hemisphere now their people are eating zoo animals uh, mm-hmm. flocking to neighboring countries to get out from the the despotic reign of of this evil and we're gonna buy oil from them so that they can continue to you know fund their military to enslave these people but certainly don't help california oil workers and california citizens uh just let it sit in a a box for four years and do nothing criminal but great letters yeah
1: no, and I do have a piece of legislation that um, has not been yet assigned a committee, but it does prevent the governor from uh, importing any oil from any countries that have dismal human rights violations listed with the U.S. Department of States, and also, um, and then also those that have environmental. Um, uh, horrible environmental climates in their communities which is you, you would- tearing down the rainforest having water flow into rivers and streams in ecuador with little kids trying to swim and people trying to wash their clothes in the streams and it's full of oil we don't do that here in california and nope. we don't hang the LGBT community and we don't beat uh, women for just, you know, like they do in Saudi Arabia and other foreign countries. We're not starving our people like the dictator that you just talked about in Venezuela. There is a tremendous amount of oil resources and natural grass that we can access right here in California, make better lives for Californians and meet the 1.8 million barrels a day that Californians consume.
2: Well, wow. you would think you would get consensus on that. Um, what what uh, are your colleagues saying right now?
1: Well, they're not um, saying that they're going to be willing to support this bill, but that's not surprising. Um, that's a pretty big shocker when you look at domestic security and economic security. Yeah. But I also have a bill that um, makes human trafficking the buying of selling of a human being Th- I this, this, that, let me, that, let me I
0: was I was going to segue on that. You, you can't just jump you? in that. Yeah, this oh, thing okay. is I, I gotta I, I gotta tout this because this yeah. this is such a remarkable bill. And if this doesn't get support from both sides of the aisle, there there is an immoral, uh, heinous spine that that is running through a single party that they would neglect something so profound as this to save the most endangered of of, of humanity. And Shannon, this is a remarkable bill. I am so blessed by this. Uh, let me, well, you know what? Bring it. Because we're going to go down the list and show what we have, but we can do that as she goes through it. After no, she no, I, no it. I
2: think I, I think this is great. And I, I'm excited about it because Rob and I don't think I've told you this yet, but we are going to have a couple of guests that are going to be coming in and talking about human trafficking that are intervening and, and working on um, that issue from like ministering to the folks that are being human trafficked and all that stuff. So... So we're going to need to keep talking about your bill over quite a few episodes. So,
0: so enlighten the folks on SB 1042. Let them know. Well, I thought, and
1: I apologize, guys. I thought it was a perfect segue into, you know, not supporting any of the oil bills. But yet what's even more atrocious is that we don't uh, think that there will be Democrat support for a human trafficking bill that we've introduced.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah, it
1: is. So where's um, the compassion?
0: Where is it?
2: It's a it's fake compassion only.
1: Yeah, it's not only fake. It's just it's it's like Rob said, it's pure evil. And I'll give you a perfect example. So I approached Senator Scott Wiener from San Francisco, who sits on the public safety committee and gave him the fact sheet on my bill. And I let him know that human trafficking in the state of California is not considered a serious or violent felony. That means it's not serious. It's not violent. It's not a strike. There can be no enhancements for rape or anything like that. And so the bill actually makes it a strike and allows the district's attorneys to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law and then prevents them from negotiating that down once they get sentenced into prison. So I approached Senator Scott Weiner, and he very nonchalantly I can tell you that we are having a more passionate discussion right now than we did, that I did with Senator Weiner on the floor about this bill. He very nonchalantly, just as simple as I could say, there's wood paneling in the background of your show on this podcast, he said, Oh, I read it. Um, in San Francisco, they keep these little Honduran boys locked up during the day, like in sea trains, and they bring them to the Tenderloin District at night. So this has been going on for years. Uh, But I'll look at your bill, but I don't think I can support it. I mean, it was so, I mean, I had tears welling up in my eyes and I'm still, I didn't, shouldn't have said it because I just wanted to cry today, but he's aware of this going on in his district and he um, is, is not number one doing anything about it. And number two, he's not willing to support a bill that would do something about it. So that's, um, that's very uh, disturbing to me and it should be to the state of California.
0: Yeah. It should be disturbing to every citizen in the state of California. And I have one question for you. Now, well, for you, I have this question. You have no Democrat support on this bill, correct? Not yet. No. Not yet. So I asked the, the, the citizens of California, why in the world would you vote for a Democrat if, if the most vulnerable of our citizens, and this is an opportunity to protect them? There isn't a single Democrat supporting in the lower or the upper house. Maybe if, if, if you go a little longer, we'll find somebody who's brave enough. And, and, and then we, we look at, at what you've done with the governor, and the governor can do this. No Democrat support for the gas issue. Everything that's pertaining to the welfare of our state, and there's zero Democrat support, uh, I, I, I just can't comprehend why folks aren't waking up to this. How do you deal with this, Shannon, day in and day out? you're in a, They have a supermajority in the Senate. They have a supermajority in the Assembly. You go to work every day. You put together un, unbelievable bills. And you just have somebody dismiss it as though they're opening an envelope on a Monday morning, uh, junk mail, and throwing it away.
1: You know, you ask me that every time we have a conversation. But it's the same reason that you got into politics. Um, and you can't say that I made you get into politics. But I you think know, it's that's the same thing. I know. Thing. You know, it's the same thing. You know, when you, I couldn't imagine another mayor of Thousand Oaks uh, when you guys went through the fire and then the, the borderline shooting, you were the leader of that city and brought the community together and gave comfort and peace and uh, just so many things. And I'm not saying I can do that same thing, but in the state of California, I have the ability to get this message out. The people of the state of California need to understand that the Democrats that they support Uh, don't support them getting a reduction at the gas tax. Now they do have a plan to send $400 per person, regardless if you have a car or not out to them. And it's just about keeping them on the government dole, but it doesn't help immediately at the gas tax. $400 would take, I don't know what, a reduction in two tanks, maybe three, depending on what kind of vehicle you drive. So, and then to have the member of the public safety committee, somebody who's looking at bills on a day-to-day basis to make sure that the public is safe and secure in the state of California, have such a nonchalant attitude about the conversation that we just had is just completely unacceptable. And he should not be reelected. And if we can't get Democrat support, even if it's not my bill, even if they think it's a great idea and they take the bill and they make it law under a Democrat's name, that's good because these people that are coming into our country, both both immigrants and 40% of the people that are trafficked are, are women and children. We need to make sure that these individuals, the most vulnerable members in our society, are are taken care of and protected. And that we can lock away these evil people for long periods of time and that there's no reductions in sentences, and that they can't negotiate a sentence reduction, they have a full strike against them, and that they will go to prison for a long period of time yep. for this action, for buying and selling a human being. And the Democrats Hello. just have no, no thought process on, oh my gosh, we're just enhancing. They just want everybody to be let out of prison, and they want to reduce the three strikes law. And that's their big issue is they feel like they couldn't go back on that.
0: You you, uh, you said that I always ask you that same question every time you're on, and it's true. And the reason why is because I want folks to see that you never give up and that you don't do this for the approval of man. What you do, you do is under the Lord. It's the right thing mm-hmm. to do. And I always say one person in God constitutes a majority. God constitutes a majority. When yep. you're doing his work, you're on the winning side. Now, we may not win the hearts and minds of men and women across the country. They, they may be, they may continue in this deception and, and uh, being confused in this evil and lied to. But how how will they know the truth unless someone tells them? I know exactly why you do what you do. But I want folks to hear every single time you're on this program that this is critical and never give up. And you are tireless. You you never give up. You are an enormous inspiration to me and. Countless others, Shannon. We are grateful for you, and and I, I want people you. to hear that. That's why I always bring it up. So,
1: well, I appreciate that. But you do, and you, um, and I appreciate your willingness to be out in front of everybody. Your willingness to stand up against your public health officer in Ventura County to keep your church open and spread God's word. I mean, when you think about it, you could go to Lowe's and Kohl's and H- Home Depot. But you couldn't go to church, according to the governor. And uh, it it is just sad. And I that people caved to that, like they just, they just, pastors just gave that up, you know, okay, we won't hold church. But not you, Rob McCoy, and not a handful of others. You stood up and you said, no, you have every right under the Constitution. And I remember that morning that you called me, and the news media was there, and the sheriff cars were there. And you said, I think today's the day I could be arrested. And of course, being who I am, I had zero sympathy for you. And I'm like, I think it's about time America saw Pastor drug off stage for preaching the gospel. Maybe that will wake up the people of the state of California in this nation.
0: <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> I, 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 amen. But I, 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 they didn't want that narrative, and I, I knew they didn't. But the the, the part that would blessed us the most, and Bryce can testify to this, is— um, Yeah, the the church remained open. We're protected by the First Amendment But to have the governor divide us by essential and non-essential and to shutter small businesses and not give them the opportunity to follow CDC standards, but allowing Costco and Amazon and all these others, as though somehow the virus doesn't affect these large box stores, but it it will only affect these small mom and pop businesses, that was criminal. And when the scriptures command us to love our neighbors as ourselves, why wouldn't we on their behalf contend for their freedom to remain open if they follow CDC standards, it was. It, it's just unconscionable that there wasn't a bigger voice for these mom and pops, and that's that's where we've seen yep. the largest increase in attendance. These are folks that would never darken the doors of a church that came because we defended and stood for their freedom in their businesses, and and that's what churches should be doing.
1: Absolutely. Amen. To deem that a small business is not essential when it's the livelihood of an individual. No small business wants to get have anybody get sick. And as long as no. um, the governor was making these mandates that left big box stores open, but shut down the small retailer or the small mom and pop business was just completely unacceptable. And then throw his hypocrisy on top of it. I did send him a text. We have a, you are right. We do have a, um, a weird relationship. You know, one day I'm praying for him and sending him in a prayer that I feel like the Lord's laid on my, I, my heart. And the next day I'm like, you've lost your damn mind. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I can tell you that I did send him a text after the whole French laundry uh, issue. Uh, I joined the recall. I was the first and the only sitting legislator to join the recall. He sent me a text message and said something to the effect of, "You know, did I trad that right? You want me recalled?" And then he corrected trad with read, and I just replied back. And if you talk to Rick, this was a 10-hour development of a text and it basically said something said yes sir you know you're purposely trying to destroy the state of california i'm not sure why but i'm praying that everything is exposed you shut down small businesses you shut down restaurants all the while you keep your yours open you shut down our school you have a you know you shut down our schools and in-person learning but all the while your children go to in-person learning and basketball camps without masks um, it's just sheer hypocrisy. Uh, I also told him that at church, pastor asked if anybody had contemplated suicide in this 65, 70-year-old couple who stood up, along with 15 other people holding hands. Mm.
2: And then I told him that if wow. he
1: thought for a moment, one moment, if you thought for one moment, sir, always respectfully, he's the governor, if you thought for one moment, sir, that the, the policies that you spew out of your administration were halfway true, you'd have never gone to that restaurant without a mask and put your wife and children That's right.
2: That's in right. danger. Absolutely.
1: So yes, sir, I want somebody leading this state with truth and integrity. So. Good word. That kind of had a damper on our relationship. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you spoke the truth in love. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, Shannon, um tell us more about SB uh, 10 t- 1020 What is it? 10 I lost it already. Oh,
1: 1042, 1042, the human trafficking. I'm getting
0: dyslexic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So we have a we have a hearing coming what, up What it, what ins-
0: what in, uh, what inspired it? Why did you take the lead on it? I mean, I already know the answer, but I want folks to hear it.
1: So when you look at what's going on in the state of California, smash and grabs, organized crime, a lady carrying a pickaxe into Walgreens and just feeling free to fill up her basket and walked out, you have to believe that the citizens of the state of California are just tired of this mess. You got drug dens in San Francisco. I mean, the list goes on and on so um you so i had staff put together a list of um stuff that we something we could focus on against prop 47 which wasn't created uh, this human trafficking issue but i said let's focus on one thing that would grab the attention of californians and go yeah let's let's make that a felony and on the list was human trafficking and i thought what there's no way that it's not a serious and violent felony And so we did some research on it, and sure enough, it wasn't. We partnered with our local district attorney. We have several district attorneys. I think that we're up to 14 district attorneys around the state that are supporting that law enforcement. And then, um, you know, of course, working with human trafficking victims. My daughter has a human trafficking nonprofit to get, you know, women. Uh, to be successful when they leave that lifestyle. And I'm very proud of her. And I've met a lot of human trafficking victims. And one of the people that is going to testify, testify on this bill is Odessa. And Dess is going to testify. Uh, she was actually sold by her mother and her stepfather um, and at a very, very young age. And now she actually counsels young women in, in high school and teaches at high school. So it's a heartbreaking Um, it's a heartbreaking situation. I've gone before I got elected. I was on missions trips, you know, Nicaragua, Kukra Hill, um, Zimbabwe, Africa, and you saw it, right? You saw it. And so, um, I was very, very surprised that California as a state, um, does not consider it a violent and um, serious felony so we actually went after this and have garnered widespread support but we'll have to get it after or oh we'll have to get it through the public safety committee um on the 5th of april which is going to be very difficult
2: well well while you're fighting things like human trafficking your colleagues are uh, putting out uh, eight and and I don't think we need to put up the graphic because I can just hit the highlights of no, these. I,
0: I want to show this graphic. You gotta okay. see the junk that's going forward.
2: Yeah, it's it's amazing. We're gonna
0: we're gonna do away with your pretty face for a second and put that's up this okay. ugliness. Yeah, see
2: that's that's what I didn't want to do. Yeah, get, yeah. Get um, But yes, uh, SB eight seventy one would require children to get the COVID vaccine zero to, to seventeen, and they have a point
0: zero 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 two percent chance yeah. of death from this. And we've had more kids die of pericarditis, myocarditis. Yeah. And they want to hit all of our children zero to seventeen. Uh, Doctor Pan, what a nightmare!
2: Twelve to seventeen, they're going to um, allow them to get the vaccine without parental consent. Criminal. Uh, they're going to require schools to continue testing and create testing plans. They're going to require online platforms to be more transparent about how information is pushed out to consumers. I believe that's in regards to misinformation and things like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's just the, it's uh, the
0: it's the Department of Truth, which is Pravda, which is communism. That's it. Nineteen
2: eighty four. SB fourteen sixty four on this one's scary would force law enforcement officials to enforce public health orders. So that means your local sheriff, who did not come in and arrest us, would be forced to um, or face uh, jail himself. Right. Um, uh, AB nineteen ninety three require all employee, employees to include independent contractors, including to show independent proof contractors, yeah, of COVID nineteen vaccine to work in California. Um, 1797, make changes to the California Immunization Record Database. And then the last one is also incredibly scary. Um, they would reclassify the sharing of COVID-19 misinformation by doctors and surgeons as unprofessional conduct that would result in disciplinary, disciplinary action. You have
0: not followed the line of the, of the propaganda. You will now be charged. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to yeah, remove
2: your, your license. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, Yeah. So anyway, while you're doing the Lord's work, Shannon, this is what they're doing.
0: Yeah. Let's bring back let's get rid of the ugly and bring back pretty. Yeah, I just <laughs> You're can't so funny. I can't yeah. handle it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bryce,
1: for sharing all that information. But you know, it's it is true. They have a lot of bills going through that affect COVID nineteen. But when you look at even Twitter, the forty-fifth president of the United States was banned from Twitter, but Vladimir Putin is still allowed to participate yeah. yep. um on Twitter. So when you bring up that misinformation bill for medical providers, who's gonna determine what's in misinformation? I mean, I had COVID. Um, And I immediately got on ivermectin. My doctor prescribed it. I got on it the next day. I was, my husband's like, even though I wasn't allowed to go to work for 14 days, my husband's like, you look like you're feeling better. Come hang some drywall out in the shop with me.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I was up and (laughs) about the next day. I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The next day I felt instantly better, but you know, they're considering that could be something that would be considered misinformation. And also on the, on AB or SB 866, I had to look at the number, the 12 year old consent you know, what they did is they just took a an existing law that says that you can, a 12-year-old can make a determination to go off campus to have an abortion or a sex change operation without, and they can use their parents' uh, medical insurance without parental consent or authorization, not even just consent, but without authorization or knowledge. Um, they took that and are just adding this piece into it that says a 12-year-old can determine to take the COVID vaccine without parental consent or knowledge.
0: Yeah. Horrific. Yeah, yeah. and it's a one. It doesn't surprise me that there's been a what four times greater increase in homeschooling in California. Uh, It's exploding. The the inquiries have been through the roof, and you know the the wait list in private schools is
2: enormous. They're they're destroying public education in California. Well, they keep going down this path. They're They're going to destroy California because people are going to continue to leave the state.
1: Well, they're not. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. There's a delay. I apologize. But, um, you know, they also have a piece of legislation because they're realizing that people are pulling their children out of school for home schools, private schools, church schools, Christian schools, Catholic schools. Um, They're realizing that. So now they're going to do uh, make sure that payment instead of payment is on attendance. Right. Because you don't get paid if the schools don't get paid. They're going to make it on eligible enrollment.
2: Yeah, and that that's all geared so that they continue to get our tax dollars yeah. and there's exactly. so many schools because so many people are are leaving that that may not survive and so they want to prevent us from breaking their their system and actually making them be competitive and, yeah. and take, you know, and and do what they need to for the parents and the families. That's that's their whole purpose there. All right, Shannon, you're
0: running for re-election. Yes, sir. And I'm so glad you are. And um I, 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 how do folks support that?
1: Oh, I appreciate that. So you can go to shannongrove.net. Um, you can uh, donate online. You can get uh, yard signs if you're in my district. If you're outside my district, you can donate. If you're in San Diego, you can join myself and Pastor Rob McCoy um, on April 9th in a San Diego event that's also available on my website so that you can uh Get some information on that and um, just pray for me, cover me in prayer. I can honestly tell you that after four years, kind of like you on the city council, I was like, oh, thank God that's over Father God. Like I'm gonna go on to be a grandma because I have nine grandkids. And you know, I just really felt like um, we were supposed to run and we uh, had a big event, Talked to Rick, my husband, and he goes, let's see what the community thinks. And when we did our first Senate launch um, for this uh, Senate race, we had over a thousand people show up at the fairgrounds. We had to move the event out of a hotel into the fairgrounds. There was such widespread yeah, I, support.
2: I do a lot of business up there in, in Kern, and um, they love you to death. Oh, I, thank when you. I ta- when Michelle and I were in Florida and I got that call
0: from you and you were weighing it, um, I got off the <laughs> phone with you and I turned to Michelle and I said, You know, I can't falter if she decides not to. But she has been she's been sowing for so long that she's gonna miss the harvest. and and that's my only regret if she doesn't go for this term because you' you're gonna get to see the fruit of your labor. I believe that the midterm is is gonna be a, a red wave. I think America, I hope, I pray, because this is really where we're holding on by a thread that there's an awakening. Um, and and Shannon, uh you have you have never stopped you have always been faithful to that truth and contending for it even as americans around you have abdicated the responsibility to be involved in the ecclesia the the public square and yet um you, at times you've stood alone but you have always stood and i i just I, I can't say enough good things about you um since your your time is valuable and we got to get you going Share with us anything on your heart, any, uh, any way we can pray for you, something positive maybe that you want. I don't know, whatever it is, you're, you're going to take us out with anything. It, and, and once again, even to connect, I still want folks to hear how they can contribute to your campaign because that has to happen.
1: So I have to tell you that, um, you know, I appreciate you very much, Rob, and I appreciate you, Bryce, for doing this. And I appreciate all you do to especially mobilize the young people and engage the body of Christ in the civic arena. You know, we've advocated, pastors have advocated that responsibility, not wanting to be political or divisive or what they consider. And, And I always love your response, you know, Rob, when these pastors say, you know, it's too divisive or it's too, you know, it's, there's so much wrong with politics and, you know, and your response is like, have you read the Bible? Look at the division that took place between people in the Bible of the, you know, and how God molded all that. And, you know, like Romans eight twenty eight, he works all things out together for good for those of us who love him occult according to his purpose. So when I tell you that I appreciate all you're doing, you're like, you're going to go down in history is what I would think as the fathers of our faith. Right. The one that stood, you have individuals like Bill Johnson and others up in Reading that, you know, YWAM and all those things that were started out and Reading sent people all over the world to preach the gospel. And, you know, I was in front of Bill Johnson and I'm like, send out an email and bring him home. Right bring them home, I know the world is out there and it needs help, but right now those people aren't having an influence on the state of California and we've been absent their influence. So my job and what I've been doing is just trying to engage every pastor and every believer to engage and take their rightful role in the civic arena, whether that's running for office or voting or engaging, making phone calls for people that are like me, that are trying to, you know, the tip of the spear, that are staying involved you know, then support us and make phone calls for us and donate to us and engage with us. But if Mm -hmm. you want to run for office, run for school board, take over our school boards. Yeah. I don't want to hear another, I'm sorry, and this is going to sound really bad, but I don't want to hear somebody else who's never been in politics call me and say, hey, we endorsed me for governor. I want you guys to engage in the local level, county school board, county supervisor, county city council, change your, what you call your bean patch, right? Yeah, change your amen. bean patch and grow that bean patch, and then move up. Um, so, isn't it funny, Shannon? Isn't not it funny,
0: Shannon, that the Lord only tells people to run for governor? <laughs>
1: you can't I believe mean, the phone calls I get. Yeah, the too. Lord me told too. me to run for governor, and I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, no, I know. And and and, and to, to run, run for, for governor.
0: But they're running for governor again when they didn't even register what a, a, one one hundredth of one percent. Of the statewide vote, they're running again because God told them. I, I just run for school board, yeah. run for city council, run for a supervisory seat. Why? Why do you have to go from never playing baseball to wanting to be in the major leagues? Yeah, yeah. you know. And and a, st- a statewide race in California, and they say, well, God's a God of miracles. Yeah, he is, but he's also pragmatic and works mm-hmm. through the efforts of man, and he doesn't work in stupidity. Um, and, and I just, I don't get it. Fix your local area
1: with everything going on with COVID and they're watching China and what's going on there. um, You know, I fear that there could be more lockdowns coming because of what the governor's looking at and um, watching China. You know, I think one of the most important positions that anyone can have is not a statewide race, but a local school board race and your County board of supervisors, because your County board of supervisors hires your public health officer And your public health officer has been granted by legislation the authority to control a huge amount of your lives, whether it's your business, your church, your school sports, the way your children are educated. And so you need a good county board of supervisors that will uh, hire a great public health officer. Or we can make that position an elected position and we'll see how that goes over. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Well, Shannon, uh, so grateful you joined us. Uh, keep fighting the good fight. If there's ever anything you need, if I have it, you need it, I'll give it. You know that. Uh, tell Rick thanks again. Uh, he's, he's such a trooper and what a precious man he is. And I just ask God's richest blessing on you. May I, may I pray for you thank before you. we head out? Absolutely. Yeah. I knew your answer. Lord, thank you for Shannon. Thank you for Rick. Thank you, God, for the favor you've shown her. Um, and, and Lord, she's speaking truth to power but the the reality is uh she is she's a child of the king the god who holds the heavens in the span of your hand lord you hold the heavens and lord you it says in psalm 2 you laugh at their efforts mm-hmm. to manipulate and connive and scheme and and lord you you'll have the last laugh you're the one who is operating in the affairs of man and lord we just pray that you would set california free i pray that you would awaken the citizens of this state, to no longer vote for those who enslave and those who lie and those who don't protect the innocence of our children, those who call a lie truth and a truth a lie. Lord, those that seek to suppress truth, Lord, please awaken the citizenry to see this and and to stop it. And we pray for California to once again be the golden state. And Lord, Bless Shannon, I pray, and thank mm-hmm. you for her. And I do ask, Lord, that you would give her victory in the coming election. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, guys. Yeah. It was great to see you. you. Give Michelle a hug.
0: I'm all over it. I love doing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Thanks, Shannon. <laughs> all right. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Senator Shannon Grove, a remarkable lady.
2: She is so awesome.
0: Yeah, and you yeah. know, she is. She's an iron fist in a velvet glove, and she's she prays for the governor. She. Yeah. Even her opposition, I, I won't that, go-
2: that stood out to me the first time I met her, because yeah. she told us a lot of those great stories and yeah. talking about their interactions and kind of the relationship she had, and it's genuine. Yeah,
0: one one assembly member in particular, I think now is a senator, and I won't say names, but uh, they are on complete different uh, polarization points, and that person adores Shannon, goes to them in times of crisis, goes to her in times of crisis, and she has that kind of relationship. Uh, With with many of the legislators uh, in the Capitol, and that just she she never gets. I mean, she gets discouraged. Keep her in prayer. You just you can't walk through neck deep mud every day and not be discouraged.
2: But but, you know, being discouraged and doing still the right thing and pushing on is what she does.
0: And I don't know if it's discouraged because discouraged means the absence of courage. She's always courageous, but she does go through times of depression. Like
2: it's it's just this terrible. Uh, when we went up there, and again, this is right in the height of, of um, the pandemic, middle of 2020, the worst part of the lockdown. Um, it was a ghost town. We couldn't get an Uber. I yeah. mean, you know, like everything was yeah. really weird. And that was the thing that was so remarkable to me is how dark the place was. Like the spirit of darkness yeah. was over that building. Yeah. And so I imagine, you know, being in that every day, just that alone would be would be very depressing in and of itself. Just to remind folks, there's one
0: party that's in power. They have a supermajority in the in the Senate and the Assembly, and they're putting forward these enslaving bills every yeah. single day. And they're there because somebody put them there by pulling the lever to elect them. Um, and and I, look, uh, I, I don't care what party you belong to. What, just look where we are. Do we want to keep doing this? And the last thing as we close, uh, we were listening to Sheriff Ayub the other night at the mm-hmm. Brave meeting talking about how the governor has empowered... The Highway Patrol now to do investigation. So it's going to be a state police force. Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, we were talking about that because we were paying attention to it. That's what they're doing um, with the Capitol Police in in D.C. That's the intention. That's the intention. Uh, So uh, Centralizing police forces is the most dangerous thing to our freedom ever because it is the decentralized policing that that, uh, allow those sheriffs. Yeah. To say no, we're not doing um, you know things because our oath is to the Constitution. That's right. There's going to be none of that. And people like to think, and this is an interesting thing about police, and we should talk about this sometime when we have a uh, a law enforcement guest on that's willing to talk about it. Oh, they will. Um, but the 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 reality is, if just like in uh, Germany and uh, you know other uh, you know tyrannical regimes of the past. The police are not going to be on our side, and nope. people have this idea that at the end of the day, oh, you know, they're conservative, and you know, they won't, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll stand up and fight. Just look, just look That's at Canada,
0: yeah. Just look at Canada. Yeah. Look at New Zealand. Look at Australia.
2: Because it's it's just like you know going into a restaurant where you know they're t- they're telling you to, well, I'm sorry, I'm going to lose my job if you don't you know put your mask on or things yeah. like that. You know, they, they'll it's the same thing. They yeah. they have their their retirement they have all of those things and and there will be some that that you know fight those things and they will and they'll quit, be removed but yeah but yeah. Uh, i don't think that they'll be on our side if if this goes full totalitarian regime
0: a lot of good reasons to get involved and to make a difference and not to quit so if you're living in the state of california you call this place home then uh, you need to participate in in a government of the people by the people for the people support yeah go ahead. very last thing sorry it's all right
2: um because we were on that gas tax our local assembly uh person did uh, not vote to lift that gas tax um and suspend that so keep that in mind so
0: let's suspend them Yeah. yeah amen amen well there you have folks i hope it's a good update for you a wonderful guest tonight senator shannon grove a tireless defender of liberty look Lord knows we have a lot of work to do, but it's each and every one of our responsibilities. Um, you can't sit idly by. You have to participate. You got to get folks elected. You got to run for office. And like Shannon said, why is it that God only tells people to run for governor? Run for school board, run for city council, run for these smaller offices. It'll make a difference. You light a thousand fires across the state, they won't be able to put out, and everything's local. And if you want to change the swamp, which is Sacramento, and that's where water ends up, you got to change the source, which is local participate locally, make a difference. Everyone can do that. Your sphere of influence, make a difference. That's the way God intended it to be. And that's what we'll do as his children. So thanks for joining us tonight. Doesn't just work in California. It works across the country. We're trying to create the model so all of you can evangelize it, make it happen. Until next time, thanks for joining us on Liberty Station. Good night, everyone. God bless you.
2: Good night.